Hey, welcome to today's podcast. So I saw a TikTok recently that really inspired me and synced up perfectly with the shit show that was my birthday recently. (laughs) Here we go. So the post was a woman going something along the lines of, you know what's funny? (laughs) And you know when somebody says that, they're about to go in on someone or something, right? I was never called sensitive or dramatic by people that are able to acknowledge, process, and communicate their emotions. <gasps> right? She goes on to say that her therapist said what a lot of people call sensitive is actually emotional availability. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that right there. Do you know how much healing that took to see that? Oh my God, I hid I hid those emotions down for so long. I totally get that. And it was something I needed to be reminded of. And maybe you too, friend. Because after doing a ton of emotional healing, like now I want to really address and actually get to the bottom of things. Like really, really get through things this time. Not just like everything's fine or act like nothing happened, which used to be my jam, by the way. (laughs) It's actually a flex to be called sensitive and dramatic. Hear me out. (laughs) Sensitivity is that you are brave enough to feel things. They are projecting because they cannot. They are repressing those feelings. And someone that is called dramatic is actually a person that has the guts to bring up those emotions to others. Totally different reframe, right? Bottom line, people make things sound negative or put things down that they perceive they don't have or cannot do themselves, right? That being said, I didn't know what I didn't know or what my nervous system was ready to handle, right? I wasn't always able to do this. And I realized sometimes I'm bringing an emotional fire hydrant when someone can barely handle a garden hose, (laughs) if you know what I mean. And that brings me to the saga of my birthday dinner. Oh my God. And wait for the reflection that came with it. So good. So the plan was my family was going to take me out to dinner for my birthday. Seems simple enough, right? Nah, not if they made it to this podcast. (laughs) So my kid has had a cough from hell. It wouldn't go away. Not contagious anymore. Just like awful. You get the picture. I was up all night with him He was hacking his brains out the night before my birthday. Remember, my husband works out of the country, so it's just me, essentially. And not getting enough sleep really messes me up. I'm really active, and I can feel how much rest I really need. So I was feeling a little off, but since it was my birthday, (laughs) I wanted to get lunch from one of my favorite spots. But instead, my kid's cough got, like, Worse and worse as the day went on, I ended up taking him to urgent care instead. Ego hit number one. (laughs) Freaking expectations 
and attachment to plans. Let the suffering begin. (laughs) Then we finally get home. And I just wanted to rest for like a half hour to recharge. Nope. Nope. Pharmacy calls. I had to go pick up the medicine that was called in from urgent care. Ego strike numero dos. (laughs) And I'm feeling it a little bit more. Then by the time I got home, I was completely shot. And now I got to get ready and walk my dog and get my kid ready. And I'm sure many of you can picture the slippery slope that I was beginning to barrel down. (laughs) So it's about an hour before we have to leave for my dinner. I just lost it. Like something in me just like that was it. I couldn't take anymore. And I tell my mom, I'm exhausted. I'm feeling reactive. I'm on edge with so much happening over the last 24 hours and not getting enough sleep. And the thought of going to dinner was overwhelming. I get nothing back from her. Not the response I was looking for. (laughs) And enter ego strike number three. (laughs) Ego is officially dropping the hammer now. I was at the point where like, you don't know whether to scream or cry or both. And I said, you know what? I don't even want to do dinner. I don't want to do anything. Pretty worn down and upset. My mother goes, we're already dressed. (laughs) This is, I swear to God. I was like, are you shitting me? I was like, wow. Okay, like, and that hurt like way more than I'd like to admit. Like, I know it was last minute. I get that. I really do. And I get that, you know, in their minds, they had an attachment to the plan as well. And I was wrecking that for them. I know I have the awareness, but it hurt. It felt like she was more concerned with the fact that they got ready than what was going on with me that I even wanted to cancel in the first place. I said, what? You guys are going for my birthday, (laughs) but you're more concerned with doing the dinner than the fact that I feel like crap on my birthday. (laughs) Did you catch what I did there? Um, I created a storyline and gave my own meaning and interpretation to what just happened. (laughs) But we'll get back to that. So then she says, why do you have to be so dramatic all the time? (gasps) Have you ever seen in a movie where like everything zooms out and it plays like weird, creepy music? Yeah, that's what it felt like. I was like, dramatic? I was already in an ego storm for sure. But I knew enough at least that that wasn't true. She was saying that because when you are emotionally available, you are a threat. You are making others think and feel in ways they don't want to. So then she goes, Well, what about doing the cake? And this is when I got it together, got back on track. Nah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Total shit show. Once the dinner thing went down, I was into trauma town and was going to fuck it all up. (laughs) So so I was like, I don't want to do the cake either. And my mom goes, I paid $50 for that cake. And now, because I did a hurt ego move, oh, the price of the cake is more important than my feelings. 
<laughs> I subconsciously sabotage shit to get more emotional connection. But that doesn't work when someone is not on that level. <laughs> All I was doing was just making it worse. Listen, I am a healed human. No Buddha. But my reflecting and repair game is top notch. So stay with me, friend. <laughs> you know what was really going on for me to lose myself that much? It wasn't present me. There was a younger version of me that wasn't. There was a younger version of me that was getting re-triggered by emotional unavailability from the past. And it came out like this, like my old ways. And it just dawned on me where it was from. Oh my God. Remember, we have reactions. Our mind and our body has memory of the same feeling with slightly different circumstances. So listen to this. When I first had my son, as soon as we brought him home from the hospital, my mom came to visit for a week to see him and help me with the baby. I was breastfeeding around the clock, up every one to two hours. I get up one morning, I am exhausted. I'm holding the baby and barely functioning. Um, if you've ever had a baby, you, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, just picture like a zombie. <laughs> a, a, a milk engorged zombie. <laughs> and I see her making breakfast for my husband. And I fucking lost it. This was before healing and awakening, I'd like to add. <laughs> and I was like, I thought you were here to help me with the baby. She goes, I thought I was helping by making him food so you didn't have to. Holy sh I was like, making him food is helping me? He can make his own fucking food. <laughs> I was... Listen, I'm just keeping it real. And I remember lashing out, but I was really so hurt and disappointed that she wasn't doing what I needed. I thought it would be super obvious that I'm barely able to sleep or eat. Like, I'm really losing it here. Please help me. She was completely surprised that I was upset. And I'm just like, how can you not see this? But some really don't. And when this happened, like with the, with the dinner and everything, I was back in that same state. Exhausted, taking care of my kid, running around, thinking that she could pick up that like I'm really not doing well. Like, and I then mentioned that I'm not, this time I actually say I'm not doing well and I actually need rest. And I still didn't get the reaction. And I think that's what threw me back into the old, the old story. So, so it's so wild, right? How it always goes back to another event that shapes the story of what happened now. So take note, when you have a big reaction and try to figure out when you felt that originally, those feelings in a similar situation that all the feelings are there, like the different things that happen, but maybe it's like with slightly different circumstances, that's the thing you actually need to heal from so that you stop it from repeating again and again, like so. 
You might still feel it, but now your awareness will catch what it's really about and you can make more conscious responses instead. Like in my mind, I was sharing what was bothering me and how it was making me feel. Her calling me dramatic wasn't even being mean. I know it feels like it, right? Calling me dramatic was her protecting herself because her level of emotional availability was not the same as mine. I mean, all I'm asking for is that people think the same as me. Like, what the hell? (laughs) I mean, how hard is that, really? That's the real issue, right? Like, we want everybody to think like we do. It's a cycle of bullshit that you can't win with trying to make someone else see what you see. I don't buy that I'm too dramatic or sensitive. No, I don't. But I also see that she couldn't say or do what I needed her to because she didn't know how. I know my mom is different than me and handles things differently. I was imagining what I would do with my kid to get the, to the bottom of like what's bothering him and validating his feelings. But that's not what everyone is aware of doing. I think I wanted to be understood in the way that I try to understand everyone. Like, and I think that hits a lot of us, quote unquote, sensitive souls. I'm always trying to figure out why someone is doing what they're doing. I, always, I know there's always something deeper to it, but not everybody does that. And it's not that she or anyone else is a bad person either. Not everyone dives deep like I do nor analyzes the shit out of a situation until they get to the root of the problem. Some people just want to go to a damn dinner, and that's it. That's the emotional level that they're at at that moment in time. That's the safer, easier option for some. It was for me for a long time. It's hard to face your emotions And hold space for others' emotions. Super hard. Especially as parents, we know this. So why do we do it if it's hard? Because I know now that when you don't, this shit repeats. I think there was a part of me, probably my inner child or teenager, that wanted her to try to figure me out like I do with my kid. Like I do with a lot of people. I felt disappointed and sad. I see how my whole kid's demeanor changes when he is understood. Imagine when somebody finally gets what's really bothering you. It's like a relief in some way, right? Like they see you. Not that they had to fix it or that they can even fix it. Just to be understood feels connective. Like I'm canceling dinner like this because I'm trying to show that I need rest, that I, I, I need help in some way. I can't even do my own birthday dinner because I'm tired. I need a little help. Just like kids acting out when they have an unmet need. Especially with it being my birthday, I think past parts of us get even more activated on events like birthdays because there's a lot of conditioning and program expectations around those times, right? Like, God, like even on my birthday, like I wasn't seen in the way that I needed, right? Like there's, there's even more there. It really felt like she was turning it around on me 
because my ego was already out of whack. But the truth was, my mom didn't actually hurt me. (laughs) My perception of what happened hurt me. And my perception is on me. (laughs) It sucks. I know, but with that, we are the ones that can fix it. My wanting her to see me like I see my kid caused my hurt. The story I built around what she said and what happened caused my hurt. Some people don't know how to care for us in the way that we would. With that being said, if anyone calls you sensitive or dramatic, that is a projection. And please allow me to validate you and your feelings here, friend. That is a strength. And it took being suppressed for so long and fearing looking weak to see that. Know that that is what people do when they can't handle the emotions that you can. It's a way to protect themselves by hoping that you will take that bait and think you're the problem. So they don't have to face your emotions, which would cause them to face their emotions. (laughs) And at the end of the day, neither of you is a problem. You are both perfect as is with different perspectives and different ways of handling perceptions. People can only meet you at the level they can meet themselves. Oh. And I want to say that I did eventually eat the cake and my son said it was freaking awesome. <laughs> I I was still I was still a jerk and didn't let anybody sing to me because that's what I needed to do, but I ate the damn thing and it was delicious. <laughs> Worth the 50 bucks. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I am always sending you so much love and I'll see you on the next one friend. Take care.